Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Prayer is first and foremost communion with God. And then, guys, when you pray the prayer of faith, we'll be talking about this uh, in the upcoming weeks. When you pray the prayer of faith, you're not trying to get God to do something with your faith. You see, faith is not legalism, guys. No, when you pray the prayer of faith, you are simply releasing your faith. You see, you're releasing your confidence in what God has already made available to you, in what Jesus has already done. And so your prayer of faith is really, thank you, Lord. It's really about you getting yourself into alignment and into agreement with what God has already made available to you, you see. And so that's, that's why you pray the prayer of faith. You confess the word, not to try to get God to do it. You confess the word to, to, to assure your own heart of the promises that you already have, to, to get that word of God, glory to God, established and rooted in your heart, you see, so that you can confidently stand on the promises of God, so that when you begin to see things happening in your life that, that contradict the promise that you're believing God for, you see, now you got the promise in your heart. And so when you got the promise of God in your heart, when you got his, his, his word in your heart, well, what happens is you're no longer moved by circumstances and conditions, you see. No, you're now moved by the word of God that is alive on the inside of you. You're moved by the promises of God that are alive in your heart, you see. And so that's what prayer and that's what, um, what confessing the word is all about, you see, you see. We're not trying to get God to do what he's not already done. And I understand that's a big deal that is radical, guys, because the pattern of the church, the, the, the thing that the church has always been teaching for the most part is, is that God is going to move based on your performance. Well, guys, I'm here to tell you today, that's Old Covenant. That was the law of Moses. It is not true under the grace and truth that came by Jesus. You see, this new covenant, listen to this again, guys, this new covenant is a covenant of right believing. It is not a covenant that requires you to perform. The old covenant required us to do before God could, could, could do. The new covenant requires us to believe on Jesus and receive what he has already done and who he has already made us to be. And someone says, well, well Brother Alex, well, what, we still got to do something. We still got to live right. Well, well, hold on, friend. You see, actions are still involved in this. I'm not saying that you're not doing anything anymore. It's just rather than you doing to try to get God to do. No, now, under this covenant of grace, your actions are born out of your faith in Jesus. Your actions are born out of your right believing. You see, remember this always, guys, that, that your, your behavior does not determine your identity, but it's your identity, glory to God, that's going to determine your behavior, you see. You see, you can't separate what you do from, from what you believe. They, they, they go together. 
The reason you, you sit in a chair is because you believe that that chair is going to be able to support your weight. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason you get on a plane is because you believe that plane is going to get you safely to your destination. You see, if you arrive at the airport and, and, and then they say, hey, here's the plane we're going to get on and, and there's smoke coming out of its engine. It's like, it's, it seems like there's pieces like just dangling off of the plane and it's about to fall apart. Well, I don't think I'm going to get on that plane, guys. Uh, you know, uh, well, why not? You don't get on the plane because you don't believe that it's going to safely get you to your destination. <laughs> you know, you don't think it's going to make it over, over the Pacific Ocean, and so you don't get on it. And so your actions will always be influenced by what you believe. Now watch this, guys. Wrong believing is what's going to keep us in sin consciousness. Right believing delivers a person from sin consciousness. And so it's all about believing right. Say this out loud, it's about believing right. It's about believing right. And remember what Jesus said in John 6, 28 and 29 in, in, in the New Living Translation, he says, this is the only work that God wants for, from you. He said, believe on the one he has sent you. Believe on the one he has sent you. Amen. Praise God. Now let's look at uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 2, and we'll get into this. I really want to try to get to some things here today, uh, and I believe this is really going to going to bless you. Romans chapter 5, verse 2. I want us to, as we continue now to go through this series of sermons, I want us to continue to see this relationship between grace and faith. Because oftentimes, guys, we kind of look at them as if they're two separate things. In other words, we, we can get all focused on grace, which is a good thing, but you see, as we're focused on grace, let's not forget about faith, is what I'm here to say. And so in other words, the gospel of grace is not a replacement for the word of faith. They go together, they, they, they complement each other. You see, unfortunately, as I said, faith has in some cases been misrepresented and, 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 and faith has been turned into really kind of like a heightened form of living under the law, <laughs> you know, where it's, it's, it's about you got to have enough faith, you know. Remember that expression, uh, faith moves God. <laughs> well, guys, remember that, that that's all wrong. Faith does not move God. Faith does not move God. In fact, here's, here's something I want you to know. It's radical, but I'm going to say it. Nothing that you can ever do is going to move God, is it? You see, God said, <laughs> praise God, he said, I'm not going to put myself into subjection to what you do. No, I'm going to do what I do, and all I require you to do is I need you to put your faith in what I have already done, you see? And so, and so faith is not to try to get God to move. Faith is simply us laying hold of what grace has already done. You see, grace has made available to you your identity is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Grace has already made deliverance from sin consciousness available to you. Grace has made healing available. Grace has made deliverance available. Grace has made prosperity available, you see. But the way that you lay hold of it is, is by faith. 
And so without faith, we could not access what grace has already made, you see. And so look at what he says here in Romans chapter 5, verse 2. He says in verse 2, he says, By whom also, speaking of Jesus, by whom also we have access by faith. If you have your Bible, underline access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We're already standing in this grace, but we access it by faith. And he says, and we rejoice in hope of, of the glory of God. Now, hope, the biblical definition of hope is earnest expectation. The biblical definition of hope is to have an earnest, confident expectation of good, you see. And glory in this verse is talking about the manifestation of God's goodness in your life, you see. Uh, this is talking about the exceeding glory of, of the new covenant, you see, where God is not looking to manifest his glory separate and apart from his children. No, God wants to manifest his glory in and through your life. And so in other words, you have an earnest expectation of seeing the glory of God showing up as your healing, seeing the glory of God showing up as your pr prosperity. You see the glory of God showing up in your deliverance. You see the glory of God showing up in the life of your children. You see, that's the earnest expectation you are to have. Now, how does this work? He says, we have to access by faith this grace that's already been made available to us. And so when I operate in faith, I'm not trying to get God to do it. I am simply accessing. You see, faith is kind of like the key. Uh, you, 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 you got the key, you see. And, and, and now you, 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 you turn over, you know, you open the door, and what you do is you access what's behind that door. Well, what gives you access is faith, you see. Now, faith, remember this, faith is not just a general faith. No, faith, I want you to understand, faith in this new covenant is faith in Jesus. It is, it is, it is faith in the finished works of Jesus, you see. Man, I want you to see Jesus is everything in this guys Jesus is is your faith I want you to see oh Jesus child of God if you can only see this Jesus is your faith and he's living on the inside of you and so because he's he's on the inside of you he's already given you the faith that you need you see and so how do we get strong faith strong faith comes out of our fellowship with Jesus it comes out of our relationship with uh, Jesus and and as you just keep looking to Jesus as you just keep looking to what he's already done now you're accessing what's been made available to you. And watch this, guys, because you're all focused on Jesus. Your consciousness, glory to God, begins to be filled with Jesus rather than with, with sin and condemnation and guilt and shame. And so faith in Jesus, attention on Jesus, is how we access what's already been made available to us. If you understand that, say amen. Now look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 12 in the Amplified. Galatians chapter 3, verse 12 in the Amplified Bible. Praise God. Man, we got to get this thing right, guys. Because we want to, you see, God is looking to do some powerful things. God wants to reach, God wants to reach in these last days, the world, guys, like never before, you see. But, but I truly believe that we as the church, we got to get this, this gospel of grace right so that we as the church can begin to uh, 
send the right message out to the world, you see. Praise God. Now look what he says here in Galatians 3.12 in the Amplified, because I want you to again see this contrast. You see, faith accesses what grace has made available. But look what he says here in verse 12 in the Amplified. He says, but the law does not rest on faith. <laughs> the law of Moses does not rest on faith. Watch this, guys. The law of Moses does not require faith. He says, the law of Moses has nothing to do with faith. For it itself says, he who does them, the things prescribed by the law, shall live by them, not by faith. Live by them. In other words, the things that you do rather than faith. And what I want you to see, again, guys, it's mind-boggling how religion takes something that's a revelation from God that is to, supposed to really be setting you free, and it turns it into performance. You see, how, how, how could we have turned faith into performance when the Bible says that the law is not of faith? And so, in other words, you see, the Scripture says in Romans eleven six that you can't mix grace and faith. Well, guys, I want you to also understand you can't mix... You can't mix uh, faith and the law. Excuse me, you can't mix uh, grace and the law. <laughs> I think I just said grace and faith. It says you can't mix grace and the law in the same way you can't mix uh, faith and the law, you see. Because the law is all about what you do. And you see, it really doesn't take any faith to live by the law, guys. You know, the, the law really says, well, do this, then that will happen. Perform right, you'll be blessed. But if you miss it, you'll be cursed. You see, it doesn't take any faith. To, to live under that. But you see, it does take faith to believe. Glory to God that no matter how many times you have missed it, it takes faith to believe. No matter how many times you may have fall, fallen short, God has decided to call you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God has decided uh, to see you perfect in Christ. It takes faith to receive that, and it takes faith to live under that, you see. And so faith is how we access what grace has made. Is everybody with me so far? Praise God. Are we on this journey together, guys? Now, let's get into really the, the meat of, of what this message is about, what this sermon is about. I think we're ready to go there now. Uh, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. Praise God. Everybody say out loud, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you're with someone, say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and then tell them you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Is he? Praise God. Hold on to your identity. Amen. Now, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, I want to look at this in the uh, King James, and then I want to look at it in the Amplified Bible as well. And we're going to now continue to see the contrast here between the law of Moses and then this covenant of grace that came by Jesus. And, um, and it's really going to bless you. Look at what he says here in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 1. He says this. He says, For the law, speaking of the law of Moses, 
He says, for the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. Now let's break this down. He says, the law of Moses, he says it had a shadow of the good things to come. A shadow of the good things to come. Good things to come is, is talking about Jesus, guys. It's talking about the gospel, praise God. <laughs> he says, the law of Moses had a shadow of the good things to come. So this is what I want you to catch again. The law of Moses was types and shadows. The grace and truth that came by Jesus is the reality. Now, what is a type and a shadow? A type and a shadow is, is like an example. A type is, is like an example. A shadow is literally like a foreshadowing. You see, if I, if I were to stand here or somewhere, you know, and, and there was some light and you, you, you'd see my shadow on, on the floor, I mean, you know, you'd know that shadow wasn't the real me. But you, but you see, you could still look at that shadow and you could get some idea of, of, of what I look like. You see, you could get some resemblance of, of, of what the reality looks like. Well, that's exactly what happened in the Law of Moses. That's exactly what happened under the Old Covenant. In fact, you can call the Old Covenant, you can call uh, the Old Testament the Book of Shadows. <laughs> Praise God, you see? Because, man, when you really understand how to read the Old Testament through the lens of grace, what you will begin to see is, man, you'll see You'll see types of, of Jesus everywhere. You'll see shadows of the cross all throughout the Old Covenant. And so the Old Covenant is really the book of shadows. The New Covenant is the reality. In fact, I want to look at something here. I wasn't sure if I was going to go to this. Uh, I want to look at Colossians. Uh, i got to pull it up on here. Colossians chapter 2 in, in the NIV, and I believe it's verses 15 and uh, 16. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses uh, 15 and 16. It'll just take a moment here to come up, uh, because I really want us to, to see this contrast, shadow versus reality. Because sometimes what religion has done, guys, religion has taken the reality of Christ and they treat it as if though it's a shadow. <laughs> you see, if you look at communion, if you look at the gospel. If you look at these these things as, as like church stuff, you know, Alex, that stuff we talk about in church, you see, uh, it's our tradition, quote, tradition, amen. If you look at it like that, well, what happens is you can actually miss the reality of Jesus, man. You see, I, you're never going to see transformation in your life until this becomes a reality. Not just church stuff. And, and guys, obviously, I'm kind of like preaching to the choir. I must be, because you're here, you're listening to me either on the podcast or you're, you're watching this video online. And so you taking this time to watch this video already tells me that you're someone, you're not just like a nod to God Sunday type person. <laughs> yeah, they uh, will go to church for an hour on Sunday and then throughout the week we'll, we'll just do our own thing. You see, if you do that, you're, you're missing the reality, that the, the reality of Christ and who you are in Him 
has not yet affected your life to the point where it can really produce transformation. So I want us to see the uh, reality. Uh, let's see, Colossians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 16, this is the NIV, New International Version. He says in verse 16, Colossians 2.16, he says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, <laughs> a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. He's talking about the law here. Now watch verse 17. Verse 17 says, These are a shadow of the things that were to come, but, watch this now, the reality, however, is found in Christ. Glory to God. The reality is found in Christ. Child of God, I want you to get a revelation of, of the reality of Christ. We're talking about spiritual reality here. You see, you want to begin to see the reality of what Jesus has done for you. You want to begin to see the reality of who you are in Him and what you have in Him before it shows up to your physical senses. When, when it becomes real, this is what, what it means to see with the heart. You see, we can see with the heart. And so you perceive the reality of Christ with the heart. It becomes real to you. That's when transformation is going to show up in your life. We can go back to uh, Hebrews chapter 10. And so reality, guys, we're really going to be talking about understanding the reality of the cross, the reality of the finished works of Jesus Christ versus types and shadows, versus religion, versus tradition, you see. And so what God was doing with the law of Moses was he was using types and shadows to paint a picture of spiritual reality. And so everything that you see in the law is a type. And the antitype is in Christ. It's a shadow. The reality is, is, is found in Christ. In other words, the old covenant animal sacrificial system was a type and shadow pointing glory to God, to the blood of Jesus. You see? It was pointing to the blood of Jesus. And the circumcision under the old covenant, someone says, well, Alex, why did they have to get circumcised? Why, why circumcision? Well, if you study this out in context, you'll see that the circumcision in the Old Covenant was a type and shadow pointing to the spiritual circumcision, which is, which is the circumcision of your born-again spirit. You see, the Bible says uh, in the book of Romans that the real circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit. He says in Colossians, in the New Living Translation, Colossians chapter 2, I believe it's somewhere around verse 11, he says that Christ performed a spiritual circumcision in you. <laughs> and what is the spiritual circumcision? He says, it's the cutting away of your sinful nature. Child of God, I want you to know, if you are in Christ, you no longer have a sinful nature. If you are in Christ, there's nothing wrong with you at, at the core of who you are, because at the core of who you are, He's made you a brand new creation, you see. And so you don't have to overcome a sinful nature, you just have to begin to, here it is again, believe right. You got to renew your mind to who you already are in Christ and what you already have in Him. Are you guys tracking with me? Praise God. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.